Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Warrior Project podcast. My name is Emmeline. I'm a mental health consultant. Over the last 10 or so years, I've endured extreme trauma and I also manage bipolar naturally. This podcast is a platform for me to share all of the unconventional wisdom that I've acquired over the last 10 years. If expansion is your thing, this is where it's at. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Warrior Project podcast. Um, So something, this is like a little bit of a unique niche sort of um, example that I'm going to be using to illustrate today's episode. But I wanted to talk about learning, unlearning and relearning in terms of what our family, society and culture has taught us our the correct measures to compare our successes to. And I wanted to draw on a really interesting, unique example from my childhood. Um, I think I've spoken about it in a previous podcast, but basically the thing that I'm wanting you guys to get out of today's episode is that everything that you have been taught from a young age needs to be put down and released. Um, and you need to recondition yourself to create your own success measures and to create your own structures and constructs, because the ones that you have been conditioned to believe are deficient and they are not rooted in truth. And they are simply, they've, they're just essentially values and measures that have been, passed down through generations or have been impressed onto you by cultural systems or social systems and there's no truth to them. And there are so many young people that are growing up feeling shit about themselves because they're comparing their sense of self to these bullshit success measures that are being shoved down their throat by school systems, the education system, government bodies, social and cultural constructs, family belief systems. And the reason that so many of these young people and even adults, man, are feeling so disheartened and disconnected from themselves is because they are being conditioned to conform to success measures that don't resonate with their sense of self and their uniqueness and their individuality. And The example that I wanted to draw upon today is centered around intellect. So, okay, I'm someone that I have a very vast intellectual capacity to grasp new concepts, to analyze, to problem solve. Um, Technically, I'm quite intelligent. I have a professional writing degree. I have a marketing degree. Um, I wouldn't say I excelled through school, but I got pretty decent grades. However, something that I really want to admit is that my intellect is always the thing that prevents me from connecting with myself on a deeper level, connecting with other people on a deeper level. And my intellect is also the thing that creates a lot of self-doubt overthinking, assumptions. I basically have an overactive mind because my intellectual capacity is so overactivated and overdeveloped. 
my mentor is constantly saying to me, Emmeline, your conceptual analysis is extremely sharp, but you are so disconnected sometimes from your gut instinct or just your instincts as a woman, as an individual, your heart is closed off. And he's right. Um, I'm always analyzing. I'm always, I went through a stage last year where, and my partner had to pull me up on it. If I wasn't constantly being intellectually stimulated, I felt lost and this is something that I have battled with basically my entire life. I feel that if I'm not learning something, if I'm not reading something, if I'm not learning a new skill, if I'm not studying, I basically feel worthless and that I don't have much value. From a very, very young age, my mum and dad were very, what's the word? Yeah, pressure. They applied a lot of pressure to me to um, learn from a very young age. Um, I, When I was young and I was a kid, I my language, my writing and my reading skills were one or two years ahead of other kids my age. Um, I was very, very developed from a very young age in terms of speaking, comprehension, um, explaining myself, et cetera, et cetera. Um, when I was in primary school, I always got very, very high grades, um, A's mostly. When I got into high school, um, my first eating disorder developed, my anorexia, um, which I think was more so me attempting to gain control over my life because I felt that I had no control of my life. Um, I felt that my intellectual capacity was the only important thing about me. Um, and I felt the pressure from, I guess, the education system and my family to excel in an intellectual capacity. Um, the pressure got to me in high school, so I didn't overachieve. Um, I still got into uni, but I got average marks to get me in there. My marks at uni were pretty good. Um, I studied two degrees at one time, had a meltdown as in mental breakdown and deferred for a year. Um, and then I ended up graduating. Um, anyway, I remember feeling sick with guilt when I graduated because I decided to do personal training for a few years. Um, and I was sick with guilt because I knew that my parents were probably embarrassed about it and weren't happy about it. And they weren't. Um, and then I ended up, personal training was always a stepping stone for me. Um, it was never the long-term goal for me. It was a stepping stone to learn how to run a business and to establish myself in the area. So anyway, I ended up going out on my own, transitioned my business to mental health consulting, um, because I obviously have overcome substance abuse issues, addiction, eating disorders. I manage bipolar naturally, et cetera, et cetera. My, from a very, very young age, I've always wanted to be a writer. Um, I've always wanted to be a speaker. I've always wanted to influence people in a positive way and be a driver for change. I've always felt in my gut that I am a path carver. Um, I always always deep down knew that a conventional job was not for me. Um, 
but it was only up until recently that the guilt, the shame and the embarrassment that I've been harboring has dissolved. Um, and it dissolved when I released the belief systems that were given to me at birth from my family and from the education system, I guess. So, oh, that was a roundabout way to illustrate something that I was coming to explaining last year. Um, so Josh has been raised the complete opposite to me, um, working, having a trade, having skills, um, and life skills were something that he was forced to develop in order to survive as well. Um, and he said to me last year, he was like, babe, do you realize that every time we talk on the phone, you're talking to me about something that you've read, that you've learned, or that you're forcing yourself to learn. Do you ever just sit and be? And I was like, yeah, when I meditate, but he's like, you're meditating to force yourself to turn your brain off. Like even that is methodical. Even that is an extension of the intellect. And he was right. He was spot on. And when he said that to me, I started to observe and pay attention to what I did when I was on my own. Um, I was always listening to a podcast to learn something or I was watching a lecture to learn something or I was reading a book um, or I was basically feeling guilty about not studying anything. And I made the conscious effort to stop listening to the podcasts, to stop learning the skills, to stop reading for the sake of learning. I read for pleasure. So I started to read crime novels again and I started to change the way that I spent my time when I was on my own. I soon noticed that my brain was quieter and I noticed that my quality of life did not change simply because I was not forcing myself to learn. If anything, I felt calmer, I felt less anxious and I felt more at peace. This was interesting to me because for so long I had been conditioned to associate intellectual capacity with my value as a human being. And I think as well, you know, the feminine and the masculine and gender roles in society have been enhanced so much that I've been conditioned to believe that in order to be taken seriously as a woman in business, I have to be extremely educated, which isn't actually true. In order for anyone to be taken seriously in any business, they just have to be good at what they do. They have to know how to connect with people. They have to have complete confidence in what they do and they just have to be good at executing and their interpersonal skills need to be good. So this was a huge belief for me to put down this. I mean, if you think about it for 30 years of my life, I have classified myself and described myself as being extremely smart. So for me to step out of that identifier and to just allow myself to just be a human and to utilize other skills, it was extremely difficult for me but simultaneously extremely profound. When I stopped over-identifying with my intellect and 
the values that I had been raised with, I was able to connect more with my own personal internal guidance system. And I feel like there are so many people out there that are still over-identifying with the values and beliefs that they have been raised with. And that's why a lot of us are suffering. And that's why a lot of us feel resistant because there are things that feel more true or more authentic to us. But a lot of the time, the things that feel true and authentic to us on a personal individual level, they tend to conflict with our family or our culture or social or a social belief or just some sort of belief that we have been conditioned to carry as we've gone about our life. So something that I do with a lot of my clients is when we are having sessions and discussing things, I like to pull their belief threads. Like I like to establish the thread of the belief and follow that thread all the way to the root. More times than not, the thoughts that my clients are having, the feelings, the behaviors and the actions, they're all connected to this thread of belief. And when we find the root of it, usually it's from the family unit or it's a thought that was impressed into them by their parents. A lot of the self-doubt that we carry, it's doubt that we have absorbed from something outside of us. So in me placing a lot of focus on my intellect, I have doubted myself in terms of my capacity to take risks, um, in terms of my capacity to create things that are unconventional. Um, I've been conditioned to do things by the book. I've been conditioned to be smart, to be book smart. I've been conditioned to write well, to read well, to comprehend well. I haven't been conditioned to execute well. I haven't been conditioned to have bravery and courage and an unwavering sense of self. So I have had to force myself to develop an extremely loyal and strong connection with myself so that I'm able to pivot from a conditioned belief to an authentic belief. Because sometimes it depends on what your level of self-awareness is, but sometimes you are not even aware of how your thoughts, feelings, and actions are derivative from some other belief system that doesn't actually truly feel right for you and doesn't actually resonate with your truth. I mean, so often I have people telling me about things that they've done or things that they're doing and they feel confused and they feel like it's not what they really want, but they don't know what they really want. Everyone knows what they really want, but they're too afraid to admit it because more times than not, it conflicts with a belief system that they have been carrying for a very, very long time. And what no one is teaching us is that these belief systems are not fixed. They are variable. They are changeable. They are fluid. We can actually release, dissolve, and then choose other belief systems whenever our conscious awareness allows it. It just comes down to developing such a sharp sense of self that you're able to identify when you're doing something purely because you feel that 
it's something that you have to do or because you think it's a tradition that you have to maintain. And so many of us are doing things purely because society has told us that we have to or our culture or our church or our family unit. So quite often people don't even entertain the thought of an alternative. I know I didn't. I remember, and this kills my parents whenever I tell the story, but it's relevant. Two years ago, two and a half, almost three actually, I had a dream about a certain company and I had a dream that I had a phone call with them and that they hired me on a contractual basis to run workshops. And this particular company um, my dad is associated with and I called him one day and told him about my dream and asked him for the number of the managing director. And my dad said, yeah, I'll give you his number, but they're not going to want to work with you. And I was like, why? And he just was like, I just don't think they are. It's not what they do. And I was like, okay, no worries. Um, I'm going to do it anyway. The only reason I said I'm going to do it anyway is because this dream was so vivid and my gut was so fucking strong. I was like, I just have to do this regardless of my dad telling me that it's stupid and that it's not going to happen and basically laughing. So long story short, I made the call. It lined up perfectly with a government project that they had just been uh, given a grant for. They did hire me. I ran the workshops. The feedback was incredible. And then they continued to hire me. And that was then my gateway into a particular industry. And most of my business now um, is connected to this particular industry. The business that I run now is extremely unconventional. Um, A lot of the time people don't even know how to describe what it is that I do. They don't know what to call me. All they know is that I help them with their mental health and that I do it in an extremely unique way because I possess very deep empathy and a very unique skill set that you do not learn in books. And that's what's crazy. I'm, I'll go as far to say I'm the best at what I do in the state. And I didn't learn any of this from a book. It is all learned from lived experience. And it's crazy because I feel like if smack bang in the middle of my mental illness, someone like me approached my parents, they probably would have laughed and said, you can't help our daughter. You don't have a degree. (laughs) Um, And it's funny now because people come and see me instead of a therapist. And I just think, man, simply just by me being in this posture of the warrior project, I am defying all of the beliefs that I was raised with. And initially it was scary. It was scary, but now it's liberating and I feel so sovereign and I feel so free. Like I feel so free because I think to myself, I don't actually belong to any structure or construct. So I can be as limitless and creative and passionate as I want to be. And the strategies, the tactics, and the approach that I take with my clients, they will not find it anywhere else. And the results that they get are unlike what they've ever experienced. And the only reason that I'm so good at what I do is because I don't connect with people on an intellectual capacity. I utilize my intuition. I utilize my gut. I utilize empathy. I utilize all these intangible elements that you can't measure. And 
quite often I feel like so many of us are so afraid to step out of this little box that we've been given, that we were born into, where we've been given this set of standards and expectations and measures. And no one has taught us that we're allowed to step out of this box whenever we want to. And that these measures are not our God. Our family is not our God. Man, society and culture is not our God. We can literally create the structures in which we live by. And I wish I knew this stuff when I was younger. You know, I coach and mentor some young teenagers and when they leave, I sit there and think, far out, I wish I had access to this knowledge when I was their age. And I fucking hope that they absorb everything that we discuss because I want them to know that I'm not telling them what to do. I'm actually giving them the freedom to figure out what it is they want to do. And it's difficult because everywhere you look, there's cultural, social and family pressures, standards and expectations. They are everywhere. However, I think just in knowing that you don't actually have to conform to any of them. And if you don't, it doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. That's just a really helpful piece of wisdom to have. And yeah, I I guess if you're out there and you're feeling scared and confused and like you don't know what you want, you do know what you want. You do. You're just trying to compare it to what society and culture expects you to want. And you're trying to force your own unique measures to fit into culture and society. That's why you feel scattered. That's why you feel scared. That's why you lack clarity because you are not executing an unwavering sense of loyalty to your own internal guidance system because you're too scared to do it because no one's taught you that it's the right thing to do, that it's the best thing to do, the most effective and the most efficient. I'm telling you it is. If I had known 10 years ago that my intellect would a lot of the time be detrimental to my sense of self, I probably wouldn't have spent so much time feeling guilty and ashamed that I'm not learning something or that I'm not as smart as what I thought I should be. So yeah, I guess my advice to you would be to, of course, as always, sit in solitude on your own and connect with that deep sense of self that you've been too afraid to acknowledge and ask it what it's what it wants. The truth will come. It will resonate. It will come and it will scare the shit out of you the first time. I guarantee it. It will scare you because it will be so clear and so resonant. You'll be too afraid to actually engage and take hold of it. But the more you do it, you'll get used to it. And then that will become your only form of guidance, which ultimately we should all be stepping into. So anyway, I hope that made sense. Um, I'm very passionate about this topic, as you can tell. Um, I really, really hope that some of you absorbed this and it made sense because, man, this stuff is gold. If you absorb it correctly, it is gold. Um, So anyway, thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Um, If you want to have a chat or contact me, um, you can contact me on my website at thewarriorproject.com. I half said like my Instagram handle. So my Instagram handle is at the warrior project. Then the website is a warriorproject.com. Um, but other than that, thank you so much for tuning in and I hope to see you on the next one.